No, I don't know how Sally Ray is moving. Oh my god. Hey, scooch in. Buddy. Okay. Is this, are you sure this is how you want to do this? Um, we could like sit against the wall. That makes sense. <laughs> um, we've been recording this whole time. This is really good. Hey, it wasn't my fault. It was you. It was you. It was well, all you. I thought we were starting, and then you, you went on your rant in. about sound waves. Well, no, you s- you started recording. Don't you dare say you started it, Missy. Okay. Okay then. Audio. Action. Action. Salutations! I'm Sophia's friend, Bronwyn. And I am Bronwyn's friend, Sophia. And this is Quotes and Anecdotes. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, people. People? Um, Only one person listens to this podcast, but it's Sophia when she's edited. (laughs) Hey! I'm kidding, we love all of our lovely quality over quantity is what we always say (laughs) to the five people who listen to this regularly we appreciate you um so (laughs) hi how are you doing they can't answer bronwyn i was asking you oh no i wasn't (laughs) but how are you i'm all right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah today was a productive Ish day. I got work done in free. Wow. So that <laughs> I consider that productive. Um, what about you? How was your day? I think you had. You sounded like you had like a really good morning and then a rough-ish middle of the day because you were a little stressed out and free and then ended on a good note. <laughs> oh, I just love to rent. I had. Um... You sounded like you were not very happy and free. And oh, oh sad. yeah, that's true. I had a. I, I love math class. I don't enjoy getting test scores back. And, you know, that's kind of... You can put two and two together. <laughs> um, it was fine. I just didn't feel, like, um, expounding upon all the joys of the world. I f- more felt like ranting about all that was dark and gloomy. But it put me in a good mood, I will say. Um yeah, no, I, I, it was not, it was a fine day. It, there were some highlights. It was, it was a, it was a, it was a day. <laughs> it was quite a day. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, I get to edit this week. Would you like to start us off with your wordlet? We're, I think we're going to just do one wordlet so that we can spend some more time on yeah. the anecdotes this week. Yeah. Because we ran out of time last week and that was sad. Mm. I had more to say. Yeah, so we're going to try to keep it down, <laughs> right? Like we're going to keep it, not down, um, shorter. Yes. 45 minutes is a good time. Yeah, but so we're gonna, we're gonna do one wordlet. And my wordlet is unctuous. Um, unctuous. Unct. Unct. Oh no! <laughs> Words. Unctuous means, if we're talking about a person, excessively or ingratiatingly flattering or oily. Um, or oily? Yeah, you know, like those people who are just like oily, slimy, greasy persons? <laughs> <laughs> wrong class. <laughs> I bet it was the wrong class. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Um, yeah, like you know those people who are like slimy, greasy, oily. You know, you know those people I'm talking about? They're just like Yeah, like they they're like slithering up to try to get your attention. Yeah. And while bit. I do quite like calling someone slimy or oily, it's not a good thing. <laughs> it's not very eloquent. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And if you say unctuous, you're like, that could be a compliment. And then you're like, wait, no, it's not. But, like, you know, at least you're giving them more than, like, four letters. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, if you're talking about chiefly of minerals, having a greasy or soapy feel, um, which is interesting. Could you say, like, my hair is very unctuous today? I don't know if that works. I've never heard anyone say that, but Sophia, you know... I've never heard anyone you say can... unctuous. I don't think. I've read it, and I don't think they were talking about their hair. <laughs> no, it sounds like it's more people. commonly used for a person. But you know, go for it, Sophia. I support this. Thank you. I appreciate it. What's your first wordlet? My first, my only wordlet is caliber, and it means the quality of someone's character or the level of their ability. And honestly, it just reminded me of Excalibur. And isn't that the sword in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's Sting. What's Excalibur? <laughs> it's a hotel. That's not helpful. It means something. Oh, it was a sword. Ha-ha! Ex- Excalibur and the sword in the stone. Uh, the proof of Arthur's lineage are sometimes said to be the same weapon, but in most versions they are considered separate. Excalibur was associated with the Arthurian legend very early on. So it's like King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, Sword of the Stone things. Not Lord of the Rings, you are wrong. <laughs> well, I corrected myself immediately. and yeah. It's also I, a, cas- a yeah. hotel and casino in case you're interested. <laughs> um, 4.1 stars, so not bad. But yeah, it's a cool word. I hadn't heard it before. Um, and I think I I also read it in a book. But yeah. Did you just say what it meant? Yeah. The quality of someone's character and the level of their ability, in case you missed it. Yeah. Those um, are some good words. Yeah. What's our topic today? I didn't have a transition. Um, I was trying to... Well, you know, I would have had a transition again. You know, those pesky word that's right in the middle of conversation and topic. What? Um... <laughs> Sorry, I confused myself. Um, but our topic this week is something we really care about quite a lot. We're quite passionate about it. Um, but yeah, no, we're quite passionate about this project, wouldn't you say? Wait, this topic. Oh no. So our topic this week. I've done it so many times. Our topic this week is passion projects. Yeah, and it's um. Do you want to say what that is? Different. I was about to, but okay. Sorry. It's different from the the episode about hobbies that we did a little while ago, and that it's um, passion projects in the element of like big long projects that we work really hard on and we put a lot of effort in that don't. Oh. I well, I was trying to explain <laughs> okay, what it yeah, go, to go, go, us, go. and then you can read the lovely definition that you put oh, there. I'm sorry. Go continue. Uh, I mean, that's just hobbies? that's basically it. Like, uh, stuff that we do outside of school, sort of of our own decision. No one really influenced us to do it, necessarily. Um, well, maybe. But it's more of, like, a very individual... And it's usually more specific, like, with a goal in mind, maybe, or, like, mm-hmm. a, something you want something to Something that is going to be finished eventually, and then you can be really proud of it. Yeah, whereas hobbies are more, like, things you do in your spare time. Right. But I, Bronwyn put a lovely definition. It's not my definition. I found it somewhere. But anyways, a passion project is an activity or enterprise that you decide to take on, usually in your spare time, in order to gain some benefit for yourself. That is, it's a challenge that you willingly embrace because you hope to gain gain something from it. Um, I think I would tweak it only slightly in that 
maybe you hope to gain something out, out of it as in like a good experience or like a sense of achievement but also I think that like um at least in my experience there's usually like a I just want to have an end product that I'm proud of I guess mm-hmm. that's the benefit it's less like doing things I'm like oh how can I make some money although that could be it I don't think people uh, yeah like you can start your own business that's pretty cool yeah that could be a passion project for sure but yeah so that's our topic I'm excited <laughs> um how about you start us off with your word for you for this week okay so my word it's a little bit different um but I think it can be the source of passion projects and I like the definition and also it's a cool word but the word that I chose is amuse, which, and I'm talking about the noun, not like I... Not amuse, muse. You said amuse oh, yeah. as in like a space muse, and it sounded like amuse as in like oh, laughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> the word muse, not, yeah. Um, but also not like the, like the word, like musing about something, thinking about something. Um, but the noun. And, and many of you guys might have heard of this word from greek and roman mythology um the muses were each of the nine goddesses the daughters of zeus and um nemosine nemosine who presided or nemosine Ooh, how do you pronounce this that's a fun game we like to play (laughs) and anecdotes nemosine or nemosine so um, the muses were each of the nine goddesses, the daughters of Zeus and Mnemosyne, right? Mnemosyne, mm-hmm. who presided over the arts and sciences. Um, and a muse is also a person or persona- personified force who is the source of inspiration for a creative artist. And that's kind of what I like is the source of inspiration because usually something inspires you to do a passion project. Like there's usually something like, ooh, I'd love to do this. And then the more you think about it, the more you're inspired. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of, I don't know, that's what I was kind of thinking of. Also, like, Greek and Roman mythology, that's cool. And I don't think it also, I don't only think it has to be associated with the arts and sciences. Like, it doesn't have to be the source of your inspiration only for a drawing or a poem. I think it can also be for any passion project you decide to take on. That's very cool. I like the way that you used it to connect to passion Um, projects. Etymology, it comes from the Greek musa, the Latin musa, um, combined with Old French at some point to become muse in late Middle English. What's your next? (laughs) What's your next? No, sorry. I always say next or first. Sophia, what is your singular word? My singular word this week is very simple and less creative than Bronwyn's. It is just avidity, but I love it because it's really fun to say. Avidity. <laughs> Why do you think I would be able to say that? Because I can't say... Avidity. <laughs> Avidity. It's fun. It's really fun. And it means extreme eagerness or enthusiasm. I always love, like, I tend to choose words that just mean, like, euphoria, happiness, excitement, yeah. and this is another one of them. Um, but also it's just, I thought it was a really good word. It's fun to say. Avidity. But yeah, I chose it because I think passion projects, sometimes more so than anything else, are what really cause um, excitement and enthusiasm um, and like just happiness and motivation to work. And like it's, it's definitely, I think, 
unique in that it's a it's a different form of excitement. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was cool. Um, it comes from Latin avidus avidus, Mister Avidus <laughs> would yell at me. Um, avidus, which means eager or greedy. Ooh, and then not so positive. No, <laughs> not at all. Aviditas, also Latin. And then French, avidite. Yeah. Avidite. And then avidity in late Middle English. Um, wow. Yeah, I love it. It's a simple but a good word. Simple but effective. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> solid transitions this episode. Um, yeah. Do you want to go into your quotes? Yeah, I would really love to. Um, It was funny, Sophia and I were like, okay, like maybe this is a potential topic. Oh, Sophia, what do you think? Yeah, that might be a potential topic. <laughs> exactly um, how he sounds. That's, that's what it sounds like when people text. <laughs> um, and one of the things we were like, ooh, okay, okay, maybe. But quotes are going to be real difficult on this mm-hmm. one. They weren't. It was far harder to find quotes on, like, reunions and, like, basically every other topic than, like, passion projects. I found it in, like, five minutes. I will say, crazy. these quotes are not the most unique and profound quotes. They're all very good. But, but they're, they're not... very, very good. They're and very fitting as well. Yeah. But they're not, like, some of the other, when we've worked harder to find quotes, sometimes we found, like, really cool poems and, like, really yeah. eloquent sayings. But these these are really good and really nice. But They're, like, again, simple but effective. Yeah, exactly. Appreciating the simple things in life. Have you been listening to the previous episode of Quotes and Anecdotes? Because <laughs> if, if so, you'll, you'll understand that, that callback to a different time. So Heck my yeah. first quote is, develop a passion for learning. If you do, you will never cease to grow. And that's by Anthony J. D'Angelo. That's weird. D'Angelo, I think. Well, no, it's just D apostrophe D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say. You would be surprised, guys. But um, yeah, develop a passion for learning. If you do, you will never cease to grow. And I thought that was cool because I don't want to become stagnant and set in my beliefs as an old person or even as just like an adult being like I'm an adult I know it all I think it's important to always continue learning and try new things and I think that that passion for learning often lets you do cool things in the forms of passion projects (laughs) that was me tying it all up um but no like having a passion for learning and never stopping to grow just lets you have that like I don't even know how to describe it, but, like, you, that willingness and, like, desire to always be doing new things and to always try new things and make new things and make change or make, um, something new that's never been made before or to write a book or to do a big, great old art piece, right? Like, that passion for learning, I think, can manifest in all sorts of different areas of one's life if they continue to want to learn. Absolutely. Um, because I think the people who kind of are like, I know everything, I don't need to learn anymore, don't always use up the full of their potential, and that's like, I don't know, they're happy, that's good, but I don't want to do that. I want to. Yeah. I love that learning is kind of unique in that way, too, because if you develop a passion for learning specifically, I feel like that's limitless. Like, yeah. you can, if you're passionate about learning, you can learn whatever you want within that that like anything that can be learned and I again guess, we've which said is, it before 
but learning doesn't necessarily mean like school learning. Yeah. Like if as long as you're just passionate about learning something new, like Sophia said, you can literally learn anything. Yes. You have the ability to learn anything. And as a very oh I I forgot the word I was gonna use, but a well loved between the two of us person in a show called Queer Eye once said, when people say that you can't teach an old dog's new tricks, that is not true because you definitely can. And that's all there is to it. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was saying like, um, talking about, uh, I think a person they were helping who was a little bit older and kind of believed like, well, this is just it. This is just yeah. what I am now. And he was like, no. Well, and that's like, like you, when you I can always learn new things. My, um, when I hear like older people be like, oh, I always wished I had done this yeah. or learned this or gone to school for this. I'm like, I know it's difficult at that stage to try new things or to learn new things or to go to school or take an online course but like this isn't like the end of the road like Mm -hmm. you have time if you want to if you wish you would learn something then take an online course like learn it now you won't regret it exactly right and so i want to make sure i do that kind of thing yeah i think it's important um but anthony j d'angelo uh is an author of a couple of books called some of which are inspiration for students inspiration for greeks inspiration for resident assistants um but you know a lot a very inspiring person i guess sophia what's your first quote um my first quote is always remember you have within you the strength the patience and the passion to reach for the stars and change the world and that was said by harriet tubman um and I loved it. It didn't, I don't know if it, both of my quotes, um, I think are really great, but they don't connect directly to passion projects necessarily. Um, but I think like with certain projects that you do, even in very small ways, if, if you work really hard on them and you put time and effort into it, then that strength and that passion for that project definitely has the capacity to change the world at least the small world around you, for sure. Um, or even your world. Like, it can mm-hmm. change yourself and what you know and what you've learned. Um, so I thought it was really nice. I really like it. Like, if it's also, like, I don't know. It's just a good reminder that, again, you don't have to... Don't put yourself down before you try something because there's very low likelihood that you don't have the strength or patience to at the very least learn the skills that you need to do something you're passionate about. Like everyone has the capacity to learn. So everyone has the ability to do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, if you can, I don't know, you kind of said it, but if you have that patience and strength, then you can reach for the stars and change the world. Yeah. You just have to, I don't know. You have to start by believing that you can do something or learn how to do something. Definitely. Because, you won't know it until you try it. I also love the patience part of it because that's always really comforting to be like, hey, listen, I know this is taking a long time, but look how patient you have been all the way through. And like, not, you have to keep going and keep being patient. And eventually you are going to reach for the stars and change the world. Yeah. It's just kind of a nice, comforting idea. Um, but Harriet Tubman, I'm sure most of you know who Harriet Tubman was, but just in case you don't, she was an American abolitionist and political activist. 
born into slavery. She escaped and subsequently made some 13 missions to rescue approximately 70 enslaved people, including family and friends, using the network of anti-slavery activists and safe houses known as the Underground Railroad. So a very, very good and cool person. Very credible for... If you want to do anything, just think of people like that who did, like, beyond human things. Exactly. Yeah. What's your last quote? My last quote is, Create. Not for the money, not for the fame, not for the recognition, but for the pure joy of creating something and sharing it. And that's by Ernest Barbrick. Um, And I really liked it. I thought it was really good in terms of passion projects. Because I think an important part of passion projects is making sure you have the right motivation. Because in order to see something through to the end and to really make an impact or to create something, you have to genuinely want to do it for the sake of doing it. Mm-hmm. If, if you are focused too much on the end goal of personal gain, then I don't think it's as successful. Or at the very least, it's not going to be as enjoyable a use of energy spent definitely and I think that creating something is incredibly empowering both for yourself and for others and it's really valuable to um I think create something or learn how to create something and spend time doing that if you can because just knowing that something you made or something you helped happen exists is a really really um, nice feeling. Uh, and I think that, um, I was talking about something with my dad and he was talking about some projects that he had done and how it's like being able to, it it overall is a much better experience if you're not worrying about like, ooh, if I do this, then people are going to know my name and that kind of thing. Just doing something for the sake of doing it is a much better like feels so much better and is really um it lets you be even prouder of it than if you're like ooh can't wait for everyone to know how famous I am <laughs> um you know like I think it's a really I don't know I thought it was interesting um and yeah I think there's I really like the line the pure joy of creating something and sharing it because I think that's very true yeah I definitely agree with the fact that if you're if you're doing something for personal gain in the way of like recognition or money or anything that he mentioned there um it's definitely not going to be as enjoyable and possibly even stressful if you're being like oh my gosh I have to finish this because I have to for like with passion projects you can kind of do them on your own time and work on them just because you want to and that's I think a very unique um thing that we can do as human beings that is yeah. is very different from just what we need to do to survive and adds this level of enjoyment and fun to life, which I think is wonderful. Yeah, me too. Yeah. What's your last quote? My last quote is, I have no special talents. I am only passionately curious. And that was said by Albert Einstein. And I loved it. Um, I just love, like, because Albert Einstein, obviously, he was a famous scientist who was cre- made all these discoveries and is very famous now, um, and was generally considered, like, a genius and this really smart person, and the fact that he said that, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not 
talented. I'm just really curious. And that kind of connects to like, I just want to learn. And that's why I've been able to figure out all this stuff because I just want to learn everything. And, um, I thought that was awesome. And yeah, I can, I feel like it kind of can relate to every person if they want to. Um, I feel like the kids who maybe not are the most successful in school, but the kids who enjoy school the most are the ones who are just curious and want genuinely want to learn about mm-hmm. everything that their teachers have to offer. Um, and then also this passionate curiosity can lead to these passion projects yeah. that will fulfill you so much more. So I Yeah, you it. don't have to be a quote-unquote genius to be able to do something. You just yeah. have to want to, to be passionately curious, to want answers, to want, like, and that's kind of, I think what he's kind of, I thought it was kind of, I think it's kind of cool that he's like, okay, like, I'm not a genius, I just... Mm-hmm. I'm so passionately curious. I just want answers so badly that yeah. I I found them. Like, I, you know, like, it's if you want something bad enough, it'll happen kind yeah. of thing. If you care about something enough and and you take the steps to make it happen because mm-hmm. you care about it so much, chances are you're going to have some positive results. Um, Definitely. He's a pretty cool person. So He is great. Um, yeah, so again, I'm sure you all know who Albert Einstein is, and thank you, Ronan, for putting that in. Um, but he was a German-born theoretical physicist who developed the theory of relativity, so one of cool. the two pillars of modern physics. His work is also known for its influence on the philosophy of science. He's just a very cool person. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of time for anecdotes this week. because oh, I'm gonna 15 minutes! And I'm going to cut out about... Probably three of those 15 minutes when we were arguing about what side of the bed we should sit on. (laughs) Um, So we can spend a long time on that today. What would you like to talk about first? So I've always loved projects and making things. So it's funny because we'll always talk, my mom will always talk about um, the four different kids in my family as little kids, like what everyone was like. And my oldest brother and sister really loved playing with small things and making setups, and they would spend hours doing that. But I couldn't, I didn't find that very entertaining. Instead, I would only need, like, one or two objects, but I would, like, play with, like, I would be moving around, and I would be, like, imagining with the world around me, not in a small space, but, like, I would be part of, I don't know. I would kind of, like, play house or imagine uh like imaginary games but it would always involve like the whole yard or something like that and something else I always love to do is make things um and I think the first example was when I was about six maybe a bit younger um maybe even four I uh there was this like area um up in Canada at our place in Canada and there was nothing there and we had, like, a mother's helper who was with me and my brother. And I was like, oh, this is fairyland. And I made that decision. <laughs> and I was like, it is. And a little while, like, a few months later, my grandmother and my mom worked together to make these little fairy houses that, like, overnight they, like, put there. And they're like, oh, like, there's fairyland there. And that became my thing for about four or, like, five years. Wow. Where I would spend all of my free time making things, making tables, making... I made a school. I made... And I would, like... In my head, I would always just, like, know what everything was. And I would... If someone would ask me a question, even if it wasn't something I had thought about, I'd be like, oh, like, 
yeah, this is what the fairies, the fairies fly south in the winter. Like, I had this whole thing. Um, and every summer we would have, like, the fairy ball where my mom would, like, come in at, like, 9 p.m. and, like, wake Aww. me up and be like, Brian, the fairies put out a fairy ball. And, like, I would be like, oh, my goodness. And, and like, they would have spent the whole day setting it up in secret and stuff. Wow. And it was a very big thing for me. And it was a combination. I think it wasn't only me because I think, like, my mom and my a lot of my family were the ones who actually, like, made it and allowed me to, like, believe in it because I wasn't the one creating it. I could be like, whoa, this happened mysteriously, and I, <laughs> it left more room for imagination. But it was, like, that was, like, my passion project for years. That's Every summer, so sweet. that's all I would do. And I, I, you could literally ask me anything about fairies, and I would just tell you an answer, <laughs> whatever answer came to mind. And I just, it was, yeah, that was my, that was my passion that's for That's amazing. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you saying that reminded me of, I didn't write it down, but I also made fairy houses, <laughs> but mine was very different. I would make like, I'd, I don't think I had as many materials as you did, but I would make little fairy houses and put, I would draw little like paintings for them and put it up. And then I would put food, like little <laughs> like cookie crumbles or something. And then I'd wake up at night and go eat the food. And then the next morning be like, oh my God, it's gone. Fairies were here. So my mom and didn't come and like set up things to make it look like they were there. But I definitely made fairy houses as well. I love that. We would have been such good friends. <laughs> we really would have. It's a shame we only met later later yeah what's your first uh anecdote um my first anecdote is the fact that i used to write stories constantly as a kid and that was kind of my fairyland that was like my thing in my free time i would write stories um and eat like my in first grade i don't i mean honestly i have no idea when this started but by the end of first grade my first grade teacher uh, knew that I loved to write, so she gave me a folder full of stationery, and she wrote a note on it that's right there on my board that said, Sophia, I know you love to write, so here's some cool stationery to write on. And it was really, really sweet, because that was, she didn't do that for any other kid, and she just knew that I had this passion for writing, and she wanted to encourage it, so she gave me a folder full of really nice stationery. So sweet. It was really, really sweet. Um, but yeah, I would always I would always start short stories, usually right after I had finished a book, and especially like a fantasy book where the author had invented a whole new world, and I wanted to create my own story in that world. I would like tweak things that I didn't like and create a new character, and then I'd never finish it because it wasn't really my own creation. It was like based off of something that I'd read. Um, That's really cool, though. I read, I wrote, I remember I wrote a, a couple of stories about a dog and a cat called Sunshine and Moonshine, <laughs> and Sunshine was a golden retriever, and Moonshine was like a black and white cat, and they hated each other at first, and then they became friends and went on adventures, <laughs> and I was always so proud of that, um, but that was like a series of short stories, and then I finished one at one point, and it was called Magic, and I wrote, it was like, I, I mean, it followed the, <laughs> my parents used to make fun of me, because in every book that I would write, Almost, and it was always like a female protagonist who was my age whose parents had died and they were like because it was always more interesting when there was this mystery behind yeah. like who am I um and it's a dark and stormy night my parents were dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my mom was always like gosh we must have raised you so horribly every single story the parents die <laughs> like if they're not already dead they die in, right in the beginning of the story <laughs> um 
But yeah, I mean, the character usually had an animal sidekick. There was always some element of magic in it. Um, but I, I remember I finished one story, and it was the girl was called Serenity because I thought it was a really cool name. Oh, and cool I don't, name. I don't remember what happened in the story, but like I finished it. I wrote it all down and finished it. And for, for a birthday or Christmas or something, I can show you this after. My parents made it into a book, and they Aww. put like magic on the cover, so it, it was like real books. And it was it was really bad. I I picked it up the other day when we were cleaning out the bookshelf and I read the first two pages and I was like nope I can't even look at that that's horrible so, how old are you I think like fifth grade that's, probably a little younger than cute. that like third or fourth grade that's like that's that's sweet though it was very sweet of them but I I can't even read the story it's it's really bad <laughs> I really want to read it now um but yeah what's your next one so the next one was something that I did when I was in grade seven so I must have been I think um and I I read Harry Potter I was done by the time I was like nine or ten like I read it very quickly but I I love it and I I think I had just reread the series or something or I was just getting really into it for some reason and that year I decided to transform my room into like the Ravenclaw common room but instead of it was like our um I don't know like it's like a room right off of my room where we have like we used to have like toys when we were little now we have I have like my desk there and there's a couch and I I didn't like do anything like repainting the like I didn't do anything that I would need help on because I thought that would I kind of like I wanted it to be something that I was doing right Mm -hmm. so I we didn't like repaint it or like get furniture or something instead I made a lot of artifacts and so I can't remember specifically but I remember I made like a potions kit and I made, um, and I found a bunch of jars, and I made a box, and, like, I made, um, um, a set of scales, and, like, newspapers I turned into looking like the Daily Prophet, and things like that, like, I did every, all the detail things, and I spent, like, a couple of months on it, and I, the room is, like, light blue already, and so I just, I fully, like, every aspect of it I added blue and I made it look like the Ravenclaw common room and I just I was so excited about it and that was what I spent my like entire summer and like beginning of the year doing but by the time I had spent uh, it was done I like had spent so much time in it it didn't really seem it seemed like there were just some new decorations and I Mm -hmm. think it was actually did look kind of cool but I just couldn't really see it because I was like so in it like I had set it up but it's still like I like I still have some of the things that I think I did a better job on, and I'm kind of proud of them. That's I wrote, amazing. like, a letter, an acceptance letter, and, like, for some wow. reason, the envelope is really cool that I managed to, It was just, like, really cool. I also made, like, posters that didn't work, or, and, like, <laughs> a, a Ravenclaw diadem out of, like, wire that was a little <laughs> bit sketchy, but, like, some things did work, and I'm, like, kind of like, oh, that's cool. That's I'm, awesome. I'm proud of it. And I made, I made um, Ravenclaw robes. I sewed them. My mom... My mom helped me with like the pattern for that but I was very proud of it yeah That's so good so that was my Harry Potter passion <laughs> yeah and what's your next one um my next one sort of transitions from my last anecdote so I stopped I stopped having the I stopped being super passionate about writing my own like short stories um around fifth or sixth grade I still really enjoy it enjoyed it and I still do enjoy it but it, it stopped being something that I do in my free time. And then it sort of transitioned right in the middle of sixth grade into journal writing. 
and um, I didn't really realize that until I thought about like, oh wait, I used to write short stories, and then as soon as I stopped that, I started keeping journals. I've never made that connection. Um, but yeah, I started in sixth grade, and I kept, I had this journal that someone had given me that was split into three parts, and it had three different colors. So the first one was like, um, I think the first two were lined, and then the last one was blank paper. And I was like, this is great. The, in the first section, I'm going to write about like my day and stuff like that. And then in the second section, I'm going to choose a different quote every day and write a quote. And then in the third section, I'm going to draw. And the third section never filled up <laughs> because my drawings were terrible. I tried to be passionate about drawing in like seventh grade. And I tried really hard and I was like, this is going to be my new thing now. And it did not work. <laughs> it was not, I can't draw and I never have been able to. But then after, and I called it, I called it the random book of randomness. Um, and then after that, I was like, all right, the quotes and the drawings didn't really work, but I really enjoyed keeping this log of like my day and what's been going on and what's been making me happy. So then I continued doing that. Um, and for the most part, I keep uh, one journal for the school year and then one or two for the summer. And the summer ones are always sh shorter because nothing too exciting happens during the summer. Um, and then I also keep travel journals. And those I've kept since like first grade. I kept one in first grade when we went to the Galapagos and I wrote about the Babby Sea Lions, B-A-B-B-Y, just over and over and how cute they were and how I screamed at a marine iguana and then I got yelled at. And like, it was very detailed about all the Babby Sea Lions. <laughs> Um, I also, I forgot to mention, I kept a journal of fairy sightings. Really? I was like, today I saw one! I never saw one, but it was like, That's so cute, I though. kept a little thing. Um, but yeah, I still, and now I still have, at the front of my journals, I write RBOR because it's a tradition now. I never stopped calling them random books of randomness, but they're just, that. they're just journals. Um, and I also write, like, volume whatever. I think I'm on volume, like, 15 now. What? <laughs> I thought it was... Just... Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> I just kept a lot of... And honestly, I really enjoy it. It It's both, like, I have to now, and I'm going to for the rest of my life because it's just a thing that I do. Um, and it also, like, it really helps me process a lot of times, like, things that have happened in the day, just writing them down. If I'm upset, it helps me calm down. If I'm happy, it helps me also calm down <laughs> and not be as, like, crazy and excited. Um, and then I love reading back through them, not necessarily at the sad parts, but, like... Yeah, reading. those are always, like, a mix between cringy and, like, that just makes me sad again. Yeah, exactly. Um, but especially, like, when there's something that I was really happy about and I get to read it again, I get so happy and excited. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, my last one is, I guess you could call it my current passion project. Yeah! Um, so good. But, so when I was in Canada for the summer, something that they do in Canada is before, like, they do any, I don't know, like, at school we say the Pledge of Allegiance, or before they say, like, the sing the national anthem or announcements in the morning the first thing they do at schools especially in Ontario which is one of the provinces is a land acknowledgement and they do it at different like conventions or if there's ever a meeting they'll tend to do it and essentially what it is is acknowledging that the land that they're currently using is traditionally indigenous land and whether because it hasn't been um 
give was never officially given up or whether because even if it was given up it was traditionally it was essentially stolen by colonizers it's important to realize that um like the history of of the land that you're using especially again given the terrible history of it and especially given especially if um the people who are using the land are primarily descendants of colonizers um and so currently what i'm trying to do is because that's not a thing really in the states um as and definitely not at their school i'm working with one of my teachers to try to make that a thing at wilton where um maybe be for um the pledge of allegiance it's like two lines takes like a second but essentially saying oh we'd like to acknowledge that this land was traditionally used by these people and um we it's not traditionally our land and we're grateful that we have the opportunity to use it um and yeah that's essentially what mine is and i'm very we're gonna see what happens i'm so proud of um it's so there's a good chance that it won't go through um because change is always difficult but um yeah i'd like it it's so good it's i'm very proud of you and your project it's wonderful Mm. i'm excited i think it's uh, important but what's your one um, so my current passion project, I it's a really long story, so I'm going to try to keep it as general as possible, but essentially last year in, in the social studies class, you've heard the story like 60 times, I'm so sorry, <laughs> um, last year in social studies class, we learned about um, the Chinese Communist Revolution, and I realized that this event, this historical event, was something that my grandmother lived through, and through this project, that we did in social studies, I started asking her questions about it and about her life, and she has this really fascinating story. Her father was a nationalist soldier, and when the communists won the communist revolution, they had to flee to Taiwan, and they had to leave her older sister behind because she was still in school, I think, and so they had to leave her with a teacher. Um, And then the whole rest of the family, the rest of the six siblings, all grew up in Taiwan, Until finally, 40 years later, when my grandmother moved back to China, she had to write letters and and track down her sister again. And there's a lot more to the story than that, Um, but that's the basic gist of it. Yeah, so I, this was something that once this project in social studies happened, I started asking these questions that I had never asked before. And I realized that my grandmother had this whole history and really interesting story that I had never heard anything about um and I was really fascinated by it and also kind of surprised that this story had never been told and it sort of sparked something that made me realize like well it should be told um we found and then I started looking through we found some artifacts there was an article written about my great-grandmother my great-grandmother also kept journals so that's a primary source um I'm trying to do some history some Chinese history research and the same teacher who's helping Bronwyn is also helping me with my passion project and it's definitely very helpful to have some um someone who is older and more experienced uh in researching history to help me out with it um I'm hoping to eventually write a book maybe (laughs) and maybe have a chapter of Chinese history and then a chapter of my grandmother's story makes me very excited so, <laughs> um that's that's the basic gist of that and yeah. I'm, I'm also super excited it's coming along slowly but sure i think 
um, I'm any time I get a small chunk of time to work on it, I get really excited and happy, and yeah. it's. I mean, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited too. <laughs> okay, so should we just last quick thing? Okay. <laughs> uh, our last one is something we share together. Mm-hmm. Actually, you share it with us too because yeah, it's, it's a good thing podcast. to end on. This is why I wanted to end on it. Okay. It's this podcast. It is this podcast. This is definitely a passion project of both Bronwyn and mine. That yeah. sound right. It's okay. <laughs> Keep them going. Um, got this. We, I think it was stacking wood at Ambler in September or October. Um, and we were talking the about... The OG listeners will know this story. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, we were talking about how much fun it would be to have a podcast. I think we were talking about, um, it, it was, we had both just recently started listening to more podcasts and like branching out and realizing how fun they were. And then one of us was like, what if we do a podcast and we could do it about words or something? Cause we had also just yeah. been talking about how much fun words were. And that's how it started. We spent, there was one Saturday where we spent a really long time giggling and trying to come up with a name for the podcast. We have a whole brainstorming sheet somewhere. Um, and ever since, we've been trying to record as often as we can, come up with topics, and I've really, really enjoyed it. It's always, it makes me so happy when we. I know that we're going to be recording after school because then it's like, okay, we can just get through this. And then after we record, I'm so much more happy while I do my homework. Yeah. And it's just, please. <laughs> It's just really nice. Yeah, I love it. And I love spending time with Sophia. Okay, so really quick, we're going to do a retro. <laughs> it's fine. I, like, I know. I'm going to cut I'm out sure. at least three minutes. Okay. Yeah, no, but I agree with Sophia. I think it's amazing. I love it. It makes me happy. I am proud of it. Yeah. I still, it's always strange when someone's like, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, guys, listen. You know, if you love us as much as we love you, some things you can do for us. First of all, go check out our intro and outro music. Oh my goodness. Our intro music, which is? Inspirational Light. Our outro music? Blossoming Inspiration. And you can also check out our wonderful friend who we love very much. You can find them on Instagram. They did our cover art. And if you love that, then maybe they can draw something lovely for you. So go check them out at DinoBite. That's D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E. While you're there... Please do us the amazing favor of following us on Instagram, where we'll post updates when we have a new episode out, which is useful because, as you know, we might not always be the most timely. Uh, and you can also email us at quotesandanecdotes at gmail.com. I didn't tell you where you could follow us on Instagram. That's quotes.and.anecdotes. I'm trying to see if I can make Sophia laugh out of frustration. <laughs> um, She's changing the format on the Google Doc. And I just, no! <laughs> I'm, I'm trying yeah. to fix Guys, it. we love you. Um, and Yeah, seriously, thank you guys for listening. I'm sorry that I've been quiet this entire conclusion. I've been trying to fix Bronwyn's horrible formatting and she keeps fixing it back. Rate, review, subscribe. Yes. <laughs> Suggest topics. Email us. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We're going to get onto a more regular uploading schedule, hopefully. Starting now. Starting right this second. So thank you. Bye, my friend Sophia. Bye, my friend Bronwyn. And, and cut. cut.
Oh, <laughs> that was sick. <laughs> <laughs>